Welcome. Good to have you along. Yours truly, Ron Stafford, with you on another exciting episode of Unconventional Ministry. Of course, this is a podcast series from Sat7, where we interview uh, ministry leaders and folks in ministry all across the country. Quite recently, I guess within the last few weeks or so, I got an email from Dennis Weens saying that there is a church that supports Sat7 by the name of Shore Harvest Presbyterian Church in Easton, Maryland. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to have them on the phone. I'm going to go there. We have taken the show on the road, and we are coming to you from Shore Harvest. Presbyterian Church in beautiful Easton, Maryland, where uh, Scott Shaw is the senior pastor. Scott, uh, thanks for having me here. Appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you coming. You and I have similar backgrounds in Indiana. Talk about your background growing up in Indiana, and you were a pastor of church in Michigan. Just start from there, if you would. Sure. Uh, actually, technically grew up in Illinois. Went to college in Indiana. That's how I ended up there. Met my wife there. Uh, taught high school in Indiana and then in Michigan um, after doing some graduate work. High school uh, teaching led to college teaching, which eventually led to a fair amount of administration involved in, in college, being a college professor. Uh, which led to me being a school administrator, a K-12 principal for a while at a, at a Christian school. And going, I went from school administration to church administration and from there into the ministry. So that's how those connect. Did you first go into the pastoral ministry in Michigan or just, just, yeah. just talk about your, your first days and getting the call to go into pastoral ministry? Sure. So I was a, a, a K-12 uh, school principal in in Pennsylvania, and my wife's home church, just outside of Detroit, Knox Presbyterian Church, uh, gave me a call and asked me to come be their church administrator. And while I was there, uh, they supported me going to seminary, hmm. and uh, they looked at uh, my my teaching in the church, and and the elders there saw that the Lord had gifted me in ways that would be useful in the ministry. People supported me and encouraged me and and to go. Uh, I felt the internal call to go to the ministry. Went to seminary. Seminary went well. Uh, to uh, uh, Moody Seminary in the Detroit campus, a great experience, graduated, was then ordained as a, an assistant pastor there, promoted eventually to an associate pastor there. Uh, so I was on staff there for nine years, the last four hmm. were as an ordained minister. Interesting. You came here to Shore Harvest, again, we're broadcasting from the Eastern Shore of Maryland. You came here in July of 17. Talk about making the move to the Eastern Shore, if you would. So I had a, a great situation. Knox Presbyterian Church, which was about 550 people outside of Detroit. Uh, loved my boss there, the senior pastor, loved the, the, the staff. So I was in an ideal situation. I didn't need a job. Um, but nevertheless, I felt like the Lord had equipped me with some leadership experiences and skills that might serve well as a senior pastor. Right. So I did a little looking. Shore Harvest was one of the churches that uh, looked back, contacted me. Had you ever been to the Maryland Eastern Shore here before? No, had never never been to Maryland at all. But uh, when they came out and, and talked to, the research committee came out and talked to me and my wife. We came out and visited them. We just, we fell in love with them really quickly. My wife and I both, my wife Becky, uh, my wife and I both uh, really enjoyed the people that came in the search committee. When we came out here, really enjoyed the people out here. It's a beautiful area. I've been part of the Eastern Shore for 12 years. It's an interesting area, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, really like it. And so we just, we felt like uh, uh, the, the church's needs were a good fit for my skills. Their strengths were a good fit for my weaknesses. We, we complemented each other well. They had great lay leadership in place. Wonderful elders. We were drawn here, and we've been excited. It's been a wonderful time here. That's fantastic. I want to talk about the unconventional ministry side of things. You have a passion for youth. You're really trying to grow the youth group in the church. Talk about that, if you would. Yeah, I do. Uh, my own spiritual walk was greatly enhanced. I was growing, grew up in a, in a Christian family, and, and my parents loved the Lord and, and led me that way. But nevertheless... As a teenager, when I started asking tough questions, and, and it was I was in a church that cared about the youth group, and so there were men who 
in my life besides my 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 parents, my father, my father, my grandfather. There were there was men in my life uh, at the church that supported me, befriended me, cared for me, loved me, um, prayed for me, and, and shared God's word with me. And that was a real critical time. And I look back now. I didn't know back then that the Lord was moving me toward ministry. Right. But I, I can sure see now how the foundation in his word that was laid at that time in my life has been critical. And I want that for some of our own young people. I, I want them to to see that there are people besides just their parents who, who believe this stuff to be important and who love them and care about them. And and so as a pastor, we're a small church. We don't have anybody else to come and do it right now. But uh, but I love the opportunity. As a high school former high school teacher, I've worked with teens for years. I used to coach. I love working with teens. It's a neat time in the week um, for me to hang out with our young people here, to to talk with them, to pray with them, to play games with them, to get to know them better, hear them talk about their lives, get connected with them, and hopefully lay a foundation in their lives of A, the Word of God, B, that there's somebody who loves them and cares about them, C, that we're here to come alongside them, be a part of their life. There's a vast group of youth. I know there's Easton High, and you've got schools down Dorchester County and Caroline. There's a lot of teens that could really... I was going to say, use the love of God in here, and it seems like this is where God has placed you now. Yeah, and you're right about that. And some of our own uh, church members have identified that as a community need. Hmm. Um, and it's things that, at the moment, we don't have a specific strategy in place to, to, to reach out to them, although we are certainly praying about that and thinking about that and trying to move in that direction. We'd right. like right. churches that have been able to, to bring people to know the Lord through youth group. Teens come, they hear the gospel, then they eventually invite their parents. The parents eventually cave in and say, okay, we'll go. And then they hear and they come to know the Lord. I've got some friends who that's how they came to know the Lord. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a way that we have targeted and recognized as a, as a ministry possibility in this area. We just now got to keep praying and figure out the specific strategy to get it done. That's right. Let's uh, talk about the Sat7 side of things. Um, Debbie uh, Brink, I believe, is uh, the senior vice president. She attends your church. She um, How did you come to hear about Sat7? What do you think about Sat7? We had dinner with Debbie. Boy, one of, we'd been here just a couple of months, and she had us over to her house and some other people from the church. just kind of a get-to-know-you dinner. It was a wonderful time, and that's when we started hearing about it. And then the Sat7's you know, focus in, in, in areas that are largely Muslim is kind of a neat overlap with me. We mentioned I, I used to minister in Metro Detroit. Uh, Metro Detroit has a, one of the largest Arab-speaking populations outside of the Middle East, anywhere wow. in the world. And so there are a lot of uh, Muslims there. And so when I used to be a college professor there, a lot of Muslim students in my classes. So I, I kind of had a love for and a heart for some of that Muslim ministry. And then to hear Sat7 was focused heavily in, in those parts of the world, it was kind of a neat connection for me. Do you like the relationship so far the church has had with, with Sat7? Yeah. I'm thankful that our church financially supports Sat7. I wish we could do more, but but right now we're doing what the Lord's providing. Sure. Um, it's been a neat connection. I, I When Debbie comes back from her trips and stuff, it's neat to hear about the work that's being accomplished. Uh, she She's done a couple of um, missions moments in our worship service and shared some of the, the blessings, the way the Lord has blessed the ministry you, you guys are doing, and we do appreciate it. Excellent. Last question. Five to ten years down the road, what's your vision for Shore Harvest? What do you really feel that God is calling you to do here? Just long-term vision casting. Long-term vision, and this may be beyond the five to ten-year mark, but the vision that we have as leadership of the church have, have selected is to say that at some point— We'd like to see 10% of the Easton community be a part of our church. And that seems 
like an outrageous goal. I mean, that town of 16,000 people, that means 1,600 people in our little church. It seems outrageous, but we're calling it a tithe to the Lord. We're saying, Lord, whether it be during my ministry here, whether it's the next guy we lay the foundation, the next guy builds on it, I'm not sure what that's going to look like. But Lord, wouldn't it be a wonderful thing if 10% of this population, 10% of the school board, 10% of the town council, 10% of this, this community was plugged into an evangelical, Bible-based church, be salt and light in the community, what an impact we could have. So that's kind of our long-term vision. We're praying like crazy. Uh, the Lord will move us that direction. We've been blessed. We've seen growth already in our small church and opportunities to minister and to do more. But uh, that's, that's what we want to see happen. Excellent. Would you mind closing our time together with a brief word of prayer, and then we'll give our listeners some contact information? Will do. Lord, we do thank you for this uh, the ministry of SAT7, and it's... Uh, coming alongside and help and helping us and uh, us being able to, to financially support them. We appreciate that uh, that unity in service to your kingdom. Lord, we do pray for both our church here at Shore Harvest and uh, uh, the work we're doing with the youth and trying to reach out into the community, that it would be fruitful for your purposes and your kingdom. Lord, we pray the same for the ministry of Sat7 around the world. We lift this all up in Christ's name. Amen. Contact info. You have about Shore Harvest. You have one worship service on Sunday mornings now, correct? 10 o'clock. Okay. Our listeners can listen to your sermons online, correct? Yes. Our website, shoreharvest.org. There is a, a About Us tab, which has a connection to our current sermon series. Again, it's shoreharvest.org, correct? Shoreharvest.org. Office phone uh, 410-763-7070. Excellent. Direct email they can have for you. If, yeah. Uh, okay. Scott.shaw. Um, at shoreharvest.org. Excellent. Pastor Scott Shaw of Shore Harvest at Presbyterian Church located here in beautiful Eastern Maryland. Thank you for the time today. It's a joy having you guys. Appreciate your ministry. Check them out online, shoreharvest.org. That's going to do it for me, Ron Stafford, thanking you very much as always for being right there. And until next time, remember that only with God's strength and God's help, you can make it a great day and an even better tomorrow. We'll chat again next time. We live in a changing world that offers more ways than ever to minister to others. SAT7 is changing how ministry is done by using cutting-edge technology. We beam age-old biblical truth through well-produced programs into living rooms. And by partnering with churches, we're able to overcome obstacles in communicating the gospel message around the world. We also offer web streaming, and our apps can be downloaded on various smart devices across the Middle East and North Africa. SAT7 has a satellite television channel for Arabic children where they're allowed to produce programs for their peers. In order for SAT7 to continue in this effort, we need support from listeners like you. Visit us online today at sat7usa.org unconventional. That's sat7usa.org unconventional. Or call us at 866-744-7287. That's 866-744-7287.